trauma, you know, really simply put is just, it's not about the event that happened, it's how we felt in response to an event. It's feelings that were overwhelming at the time that we didn't have the support to process, right? So we felt alone in those feelings and it was too much, too overwhelming. Welcome to the Rediscover You podcast. Hosted by Melissa Fernandez, Rediscover You is a show all about relationships, breakups, health, money, life, and more. Melissa is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, author, and relationship expert who will be bringing you a new message each week, plus interviews with conscious leaders from around the world. So let's get ready to dive into this episode of Rediscover You. Here's your host, Melissa Fernandez. Rediscover You rediscover you love it what up my beautiful lovers and welcome back to another episode of the rediscover you podcast have i got an episode for you today (laughs) i cannot wait for this episode for many reasons because this woman has changed my life inspired me in so many ways literally before i push record i was like nervous i could feel the butterflies in my stomach i feel so honored so privileged to have her on here so let me tell you about our amazing guest speaker that we have on today's show So Tamika Rose is an inner child and emotional healer, soul embodiment guide and transformation facilitator. Since going through her own deep, deep, deep healing journey, which she'll talk to us more about today, Tamika has been supporting others in transformational emotional healing since 2007. And she's also been supporting in sacred feminine soul embodiment work since 2016. Tamika has impacted over 7,000, isn't that insane? 7,000 people, including me. Tamika was one of my first beautiful, beautiful coaches that I went to one of her amazing events that she held called the Path of the Goddess. When when I went to this course, I walked in with masculine energy, not really understanding about the feminine embodiment. I was still in a massive healing journey. So when I met Tamika and I did this course, it really shifted who I was. And I thank her so much for everything she's done for me because I truly believe if I didn't have Tamika's work, if I didn't walk into her course, I wouldn't have attracted the man that I have today. I wouldn't be the woman that I am today as well. So I want to say a big thank you, Tamika, and thank you so much for your time and being on the show. So good to be here. What a beautiful introduction. And I'm so, you know, I'm so happy that I have contributed to, in some small way, to you meeting the love of your life. Like that just makes me so happy. That's just what a beautiful ending. That's beautiful. Good. And I really want you to know that because I know that the work you do and the work that we do too, sometimes we don't realize the massive impact we're having on people. So I want. Yeah, I want you to know you've had a huge impact in my life. And this is this episode is super special to me. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, thanks, Tamika. All right. So let's let's learn a little bit about you for our listeners to get to know about you. I'm just going to ask you some really quick questions, a bit of a hot seat so they can get to know you a bit better. So where did you grow up? Well, I was born in Tassie in Hobart, but we stayed living there for about two years, two or three years. And then I moved to a place called Forbes, which is kind of in the middle of nowhere in New South Wales. And then I moved to Redcliffe in Brisbane. So I spent, I did most of my growing up in Redcliffe actually. So yeah, that's where I kind of grew up. And where are you living now? 
I'm living actually really close to Redcliffe in North Lake, so also in Brisbane. So I kind of feel like I've come full circle and almost come back to, you know, to, um, yeah, to my childhood in a way. Never oh. thought I'd come back to here because I grew up, you know, I've spent a lot of time in Bali, I spent a lot of time on the Gold Coast in Byron, and I'm quite drawn to those areas. So coming back here was unexpected, but it's right to be here, you know. So I just followed my guidance and here I am. <laughs> And I'm really I, yes. I love that. And one thing I didn't mention as well is that you're a mom of a beautiful boy who's four now. So to be back home, to circle back, it's like he, you're giving him that life, that upbringing that you had. So that's probably maybe the calling, right, that brought you there? Well, yeah, my all my family, you know, they're all kind of within 20 minutes of my house here, my sisters, you know, both my parents. So uh, that's that's what pretty much drew me back here, you know. And then coming back here, I ended up figure skating, which was something that I did as a teenager, and I took that back up, and that has just been such a huge passion of mine. So for that reason as well, I've decided to stay here because there's no rinks on the Sunshine Coast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So a little bit more to get to know you a bit better. What's your favorite food? Um, well, you know, I actually, lots of things. I love fruit. I think I could probably be a fruitarian. <laughs> I love pizza. <laughs> I love pizza. I love a good Thai dish as well. So yeah, they're probably my favorite foods. Yum. Yeah. Are you yeah. a cat, cat or dog person? Dog person. Yeah. <laughs> Dogs are the best. I've got three around here, by the way. So if you hear them barking, it's the dogs. <laughs> and I love this question too, because it really gets to know me. It gets to let me know you a bit better and everyone listening too. Who inspires you? It's probably my mentors in the past, actually. Mm. When I met my previous mentors five years ago, one woman in particular, she was the most embodied being that I have ever met in my life. And I remember being in her presence, like the field of her soul was almost, it was just palpable. She, she was so present, so in her body, so embodied. And I remember feeling when I first met her, this fear of like, oh, wow. I was like, what is this fear about? And then I realized it was because I felt like I realized that I couldn't hide. She saw through everything, you know, she just saw everything. Mm. And she ended up being such a huge support to my healing journey and just such an influence to what I teach now, basically, and how I teach and the depth to which I teach her. So she's, she's someone who's deeply influenced me. Yeah, deeply. Yeah. So let's hear more about this. I would love to know, tell us more exactly what you're teaching, but let's go back because you said you were hiding, you know, what was your life like growing up? Like what got you in to this healing journey? Well, it was my pain, you know, it was my suffering growing up. I, you know, I had a, I had a normal family, good family. Sure. My parents separated when I was kind of six or seven, but I had a pretty normal kind of upbringing. And that was always a really big question for me of like, well, why I would look around at everyone else and they seemed so happy. And I never understood why I felt so unhappy. I had huge emotional pain. Like I'm a, I have a Scorpio moon, like for astrology. So I feel I've come to understand that I feel things so deeply. And we, we are the dark feelers of humanity. We can go into very dark emotional spaces. So, so growing up, 
I felt really separate. I felt different. I felt like I couldn't be myself, you know, and I wondered why does everyone else seem so happy and I don't. So I turned to, eventually I turned to um, various addictions, you know, smoking pot at school, Mm. in high school to unconsciously, you know, looking back in hindsight, it's pretty obvious, but unconsciously really just to numb my feelings, you know, when I went to uni, that habit wasn't really accepted. So that sort of ended up morphing into bulimia. So, you know, binging to just push down all of the emotion that I had no idea what to do with, you know, all of my feelings. So I'll just use food to push it down really. And then, you know, moving on from uni that uh, I remember having my first kind of kinesiology session when I was about probably 20 because I was over the horrible kind of pattern of, you know, binging and purging. Mm. I wanted to stop that. I had one session. I remember her saying to me, whatever you do when you go home, just let it all out. I'm thinking, what is she talking about? But I went home, I was feeling really off, really kind of just really not myself. And anyway, ended up having a huge cry for like two hours and all these feelings surfacing, so much self-hate and just Mm. fear and feelings of not wanting to be here and all just kind of purged out. And I mean, I was freaking out at the time. I was like, what is going on? And But after that, I was actually never bulimic ever again. Like it just stopped. And mind you, I was so ready to, I was done with the pattern of, you know, being bulimic too. But after that, the addiction continued with work really. So I became super busy. I was a personal trainer, focusing on helping other people. And eventually I totally crashed, you know, I'd had a relationship breakdown. And my only way of knowing really how to deal with it was to work harder, just avoid my feelings, numb them through any Mm -hmm. way possible, and distractions yeah distraction exactly right and that six months later I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's emotionally I was suicidal I was just like okay and I remember the moment of going okay I've got two choices here I can either end my life or I heal and I become my potential they're my two options killing myself was not an option couldn't do it to my family Mm. loved them too much couldn't leave them with that pain I just you know, as much as my mind was entertaining, I just could not bring myself to do that. So I was like, okay. And from that moment, I literally, I, it was a visceral feeling, something in my soul switched on and really became, it really became my driver to become my potential. And I ended up studying pretty much nonstop for about 10 years after that, just different different healing modalities and coaching modalities and you know all kinds of stuff from epigenetics to to metaphysics and I just was just hungry searching for how do I heal myself and how do I find genuine happiness like how do I find that and eventually even though I studied a lot and was qualified in lots of things and was even teaching at that time it wasn't until I met my previous mentors five years ago that they taught me how to go within, how to mm. really come inside. And I'd had about three three people in my life prior to meeting my previous mentors who said to me, Tamika, you need to go within. And I was like, can you see all the work I've done? I am going within. And I thought I was, but all I was actually doing was just keeping my mind busy 
I was actually unconsciously avoiding facing myself, really just facing and sitting with my feelings. So five years ago, you know, these different mentors, it was three of them, you know, that's what they taught me. They taught me how to go within Mm. and how to just sit with myself and just become present to what I was feeling within and then thus, you know, how to transmute those feelings. And layer by layer, just like an onion, you know, it took a couple of years, but all of my core, you know, wounds, which are really just traumas, were healed. And at the end of that journey, what I found was myself, you know, I found (laughs) myself. And I've come to realize since that trauma really disconnects us from who we are, that's what trauma does. It disconnects us from our true self, you know, from our power, from our true expression. It disconnects us from the body, from our heart, from each other. And so, yeah, so it's it's one thing to say, just be yourself, right? But when we have trauma present, it's impossible. Actually, we really have to face that trauma and we have to heal that in order to kind of reclaim all these little fragmented aspects of our soul that have split off because of the trauma and bring them back into wholeness, right? And when we're in that wholeness, that's when we have our true self, right? All parts of ourself and thus have access to our, you know, our potential too, now all our gifts and all of that. So so yeah, so that's that's why I teach what I teach. I wanted to heal myself, you know, and it literally took me about 20 years to achieve what I had set out to do. Wow. I've been a very, um, very determined person, actually. Mm. Like nothing was going to stop me from, from achieving my own healing. And I ended up having to, you know, heal a lot of childhood trauma, a lot of birth trauma, past life trauma, lots of ancestral trauma, just yeah, many different kind of angles. And it's been a journey of, um, yeah, just bringing to closure lots of past timelines and forgiving others, forgiving myself, and just bringing everything back to love. Love is really the core message for me. Mm. It's coming back to the heart, you know, and when we can, the compassion that I have ended up, like, coming into within my own being, when we can really start to have compassion for our own inner child, for all these different aspects within us and really start to really honour how we're feeling deep within us, we end up becoming much more compassionate people, much more attuned to other people's deeper feelings. And so we become more, yeah, just compassionate people, you know, in general. And I think the healing that can spread through our family and community from that place is really powerful. Wow. There's a lot of stuff I want to pull from this, and this is absolutely incredible. Thank you for sharing where you've gone in your journey. And what I really got from that too was that you shared that you're, you know, when you were young, you know, you had stuff, but there wasn't things there that were too traumatic. You know, your parents split when you were seven, then you went off to school, and then you started to, you know, have these eating disorders. But still, like when you talk about trauma and healing, right, it sounds like there's all this, like has to be something traumatic that happens in your life that's really going to, you know, make you feel that you want to have an eating disorder or or make you feel like you want to go down that suicide path. But it's like when you just talked about this just before, it's all this healing journey from going from the womb, from going within 
past lives. And that's, you know, something that I really want to touch on too, because there's, I think this is a huge topic because there are people right now who may be listening and may be feeling like, you know, I haven't had this happen to me, but why do I feel like this? You know, I haven't had that happen and I shouldn't be feeling like this. And having this sort of, um, I guess, guilt on not feeling that genuine happiness. So can you tell us more about this inner work that you were talking about? Because do, do you feel that the genuine happiness will come from doing the inner work? Yes, 100%. Yeah, I feel like there's a saying that I pretty much quote all the time in my work, and it's a roomy quote. And, you know, he says that your task is not to seek for love, but to seek and find all of the barriers that you have built within yourself against it. Wow. Can you repeat that, please? Yeah. So your task is not to seek for love. Your task is to seek and find all of the barriers that you have built within yourself against it. Whew. Right? Yes. So it's like who we are at our core is not just our, it's love, right? But it's, And that's our unique expression of source. And that's yes. love, pure love. That's who we are. And when we have a trauma, we get separated from that love, right? So then we feel fear because we feel alone and we feel separate. We feel isolated. We feel unsupported. We feel, you know, there's this void, there's this emptiness. And so it doesn't feel good. It's not warm. It's not, there's no presence of love. We've been disconnected from that. So we look for it outside. We think that having maybe the right, having a baby will make us happy or finding a boyfriend or a girlfriend will make us happy or making this amount of money will make us happy or having this kind of whatever will make us happy, but it doesn't. They're all great things, you know, to experience as we live our life for sure. But in terms of soul fulfillment, the only thing which will really bring that is actually reconnecting back to our own soul, Mm. to the love we are coming back into our own wholeness. And then happiness is actually, is our natural expression, joy, peace, happiness, love, right? It's our natural expression. It's just the presence of trauma, which, you know, causes people to feel unhappy. Yeah. And what exactly is a trauma? A trauma, you know, really simply put is just, it's not about the event that happened. It's how we felt in response to an event. It's Mm -hmm. feelings that were overwhelming at the time that we didn't have the support to process, right? So we felt alone in those feelings and it was too much, too overwhelming, a lot of emotional energy. And so that our coping mechanism, right, because we weren't able to digest that experience, those feelings, that emotional energy, our coping mechanism, protection mechanism was to suppress it. So it gets suppressed into the nervous system somewhere deep in the body and it just gets, you know, pushed deep down into the subconscious so we that we can cope and survive and keep going. Mm. So that's what trauma is. It's just repressed, undigested emotion. Yes. And it can be anything, right? It doesn't have to be something no. big. No, trauma 
in psychology, they talk about the big T's, you know, stuff like, you know, big traumas like war or rape or, you know, the biggest situations like that. But then we have the little T's, the little traumas like relationship traumas or relational traumas, like not being seen by your parents growing up, right? Not feeling, you know, supported or heard or just not really just not receiving our core needs as a child. That is traumatic in and of itself. But in relation to why I had so much trauma growing up, it didn't really, you know, have the 3D experiences to kind of back up why I was feeling that. There was a lot of um, initially being being such a, I mean, there's a lot of different uh, root causes, but one of them was ancestral trauma. So my mom had experienced lots of abuse in her childhood, sexual, physical, sexual and physical mostly. Mm. And that on a soul level, you know, like I had chosen to basically take that on, you know. So if something's not healed in the family lineage, it gets passed down. All of that mm. energy gets passed down. And one of the, you know, someone down the line will put their hand up and go, okay, I'll take it on. You know, I'll kind of do the healing. So yep. I remember in some of my sessions during hypnosis that her memories were coming up in my hypnosis sessions. Wow. So like her rape. I was like, what? <laughs> So I had literally agreed on some, you know, on, on a deeper level to take it all on. But part of the healing was actually realizing, and family constellations was a huge gift in really teaching me that, not that I'm trained in that, but just attending, was teaching me that when it comes to healing ancestral trauma, yes, it has a very, very real effect on us you know even though we haven't experienced it personally we can carry all of the feelings that that person felt and mm. be actually at the the effect of that trauma just to the degree that they were and that's what I had experienced so you know I, I grew up really my nervous system was totally wired for fight or flight, you know, for not feeling safe. And that's because, you know, I was formed in my mother's womb, right? So mm. she had all this unresolved trauma. So my nervous system was just wired with it's not safe. The world is not safe, right? So it was a lot of work I had to do to really to work with my nervous system and, you know, bringing back the core reality of safety. But also the thing coming back to what I learned with family constellations was that we actually have to hand it back. We can't process what's not ours. So healing the ancestral trauma was actually giving it back, was releasing that responsibility. Wow. Family constellations, you take it all, you imagine that the energy is kind of in your body you imagine a particular color and you see it through your body or through your energetic field and you take it out like a ball of energy and you get you hand it back to that ancestor you know so you give that back to them so doing that was actually really profound and i remember like moving through a process where i did hand it back and then my mom had actually she got a a uti something happening in her bladder which is you know an area which is often connected to sexual abuse. So she, she, that was coming up for her the week after that I had handed it back. So it was just like, okay, now she is processing it, not me. And since then, like I'd always had a belief that, and this was part of the reason 
that I took it on. And one of my healing sessions, I was working with a kinesiologist and it went back to when I was three. You know, when we're younger, we're so psychic. We feel everything, not just psychic, but we're we're really empathic and we feel everything that, you know, our parents and the people around us are feeling. We're like sponges. And so when I was three, I could feel all my mum's unprocessed trauma and I took on the belief that she was not capable of processing it, which is why I took it all on. So I took it on when I was three. So for my whole life, I'd had this really unconscious belief that she wasn't capable of processing it. So so through my whole life, I was always the one trying to help her. I was kind of the mother. And part of my healing process was actually, A, releasing responsibility giving that back to her and B, coming into a place of realizing that that belief that I had taken on that she is not capable was a judgment, an incorrect judgment, because, you know, who am I to judge that about a person, right? We're always given exactly what we can handle. So learning to trust that actually she can support herself, she is capable and it's true. She's she's working through her trauma now. She's actually doing it. And that's something that I never, ever would have thought would have happened. So we are all deeply capable yeah. no matter what we've been through. And we actually disempower that other person if we take on their stuff. We mm-hmm. disempower them and we hold ourselves back. And so it's not actually empowering for yourself or the other person. So the most loving thing we can do is to hand it back to them, you know, trust that they're 100% capable at some point to start working through this. And that's how they're going to grow stronger. That's how they're going to evolve. And that's what our soul is here to do. So we don't want to take that away from someone. Yeah. Wow. That's like, I had no idea. That's interesting. That was a, like literally a light bulb moment for me, like a bingo moment in terms of like passing it on. Like after you've done what you've done in your healing, you pass it, you don't take everything on as well. In terms of like, I guess when it comes towards when you were saying that relationships, could something happen in, in a relationship, you know, with a loved one where there's the trauma that they've gone through and now you've taken on that trauma? Well, I know with, you know, with the father of my son, that relationship really was very, um, I always used to say that for some reason he reminded me of my mother, right? So he was, from a soul level, he was in my life to help me to heal my, mm-hmm. my mother wound. Mm-hmm. But what I was doing with him was taking response. I was doing it, playing out the same pattern that I had done with my mother, right? So I was taking responsibility for him, for his life. And I remember I used to say to him, like, I am going to stand by you until you're on your feet. I'm going to do whatever it takes to support you until you're thriving. And Mm -hmm. I felt deeply this deep responsibility, really, for his life until I did a session and realized that in a past life he'd been my son multiple times and had been taken off me and I had a lot of heartbreak and grief and didn't feel like I could be the mother for him that I had wanted to be. And when I processed that and was able to release the guilt and release the heartbreak, that feeling responsible for him dissolved. And then he actually moved out and then started moving on his own kind of path, basically. And our relationship moved into a much more, well, the codependency completely 
dissolved and we came into our sovereignty. He had his own parts to work through, you know, with that life because he's always had this fear of like losing me and he would always tear up at the thought of me dying. And, you know, I had to say to him, like, that comes from these lifetimes where I was your mother and you were taken from me. So you've got to really process that. And, you know, that's up to him, you know, to, to process when he's ready, which, you know, he started the process. But so these past life patterns, just like ancestral stuff, when we're carrying them, well, look, when it's not resolved, it's playing out in the now, right? in very, very real ways and affecting how we feel and our choices and the dynamics we get into in relationships. So I think to answer your question, yes, we can definitely take on other people's energy. Definitely. You know, even as you know, if you're working with clients, if you're empathic, people can sometimes take that on. But what I've realized is that the only reason we take on someone else's stuff is either it's usually out of guilt. We feel guilty and we feel like that's the best way we can help is by taking it on, taking it on, or we don't believe they're capable. So then we take it on. It's, it's always coming from basically not the truth. Basically it's not, it's never Mm. an empowering sovereign thing to do. If we were in our full power and sovereign, we would never do it. If we were in our alignment, we would never do it. So it's always coming from a wound basically. Wow. That is another, another massive bingo moment there. <laughs> so many bingos, like, especially that, that, that's a, I hope that you list everyone listening right now can really just go back, listen to that and understand that if it, cause we do, we can take on people's energy, but why are we taking that on? You know, what's happening in that sort of sense. I know sometimes, and I learned this off you to me, and it's beautiful. Like, especially when it came towards my coaching, I would always put on my shield. And that was a beautiful way that I learned in your course that was to also to protect that too. I think that, you know, sometimes it's going to happen, right? Yes. And, you know, I had it, for example, I had this client recently, she was doing my online circles. She'd done one of them and she then pull, she was going to pull out. No, she'd done two of them and she wanted to pull out. And I said to you, okay, can you give me some feedback of why you're wanting to pull out? Like, you know, you're not receiving what you were needing or whatever. And she said, I was just feeling that the group energy was really kind of scattered, right? And uh, just, I wasn't kind of feeling connected to it, but she ended up having to do a third circle with me before she f- could leave basically. And in that third circle, she ended up clearing this people-pleasing pattern, which also went back to her mother's womb, right? So her mother was a people-pleaser, you know, being formed in her mother's womb. She totally kind of was formed in that energy. So she thought that pattern was her and hers. But in our session, she realized that it was from her mother. So she was able to dissolve that. And I realized when she was dissolving that, when she was sharing this with me, that this is why she was taking on the energy of the group was affecting her so much. She was feeling, you know, other people's stuff. And because, you know, when you're in a pattern of kind of people pleasing, you're so attuned to their energy. You're so, you're not, you're not centered or grounded in your own energy. Your focus is outside of your body on someone else's energy or body, which is energy. And you're concentrating on how to best keep them happy. So I had a chat with her about all this and she totally agreed. She was like, absolutely. And, you know, 
the group energy did not affect her in that final circle. She, you know, she'd released that and, you know, she actually felt really amazing and loved the circle and it's probably going to continue working with me now, right? Yes. So it's always a pattern. There's always a wound that's kind of underpinning when we take on energy from someone else, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And it's also like if, if something's annoying you in someone else, it's actually something in yourself. Well, that's and- the other thing was that something that she had worked through was that this pattern in her was causing her nervous system to get really scattered so it was actually a reflection of that energy in herself which she also had acknowledged so 100% you know if we're triggered about it's different when we can observe something in someone we can go okay I can really observe that you know this person's you know scattered or whatever but if that trait in that person kind of triggers you then it's definitely something in it for you. It's it's either you've got that energy in you, right? And you haven't embraced it in yourself, which is why you judge it in the other person. So it's normally what's going on. Yeah, those deep, deep wounds. So tell us, because you just mentioned your inner circle. Tell us about your inner circle. Like, you know, what does that look like in terms of what do you do to help people in that inner circle? Well, it's the most... (laughs) sacred space to be honest it's um it's something which I was running monthly but I'm actually doing fortnightly starting September because I want to offer especially in these current times in the world where you know there's just a lot of kind of instability I want to offer a really safe sacred and just nourishing space where people can regularly drop in so every fortnight I feel like that's going to really just kind of create a cocoon for people to drop into and really just come into their soul, connect into their soul and just continue healing the layers. You know, it's a guided, it's basically a 90 minute guided kind of healing journey. And yeah, it's just um, allowing people to go within, you know, to come out of their mind, drop into their body where the trauma is stored and all the deeper feelings and emotions stored and to get in contact with those usually unconscious parts of you and feelings and bring them to the surface so they can release and heal so that's really the process and the intention so amazing healing soul embodiment and yeah just having a sacred space for that to happen yeah I love that. Yes. So we've we've talked a lot about trauma, which I love, and that's that's the area that we've just chatted about. So if someone's listening to this right and Alyssa's gone, oh my gosh, this is re- like relating to me. I can get this, like the trauma, and they they're wanting to just they're, they're on their first journey to healing, and they're on their first step to their healing journey. What would be your three tips on what they should do next when they're just discovering that they've had this trauma inside of them, and now they want to go and heal? Well probably to fast track the journey because I spent, you know, 15 years trying so many different modalities and not actually moving forward in one bit in relation to my trauma. It expanded my mind, but it did not shift me at all with my trauma, right? So what I can recommend for people is that although healing trauma is not a fast thing, it takes time because there's so many layers to it, the fast track approach to it is actually to go within and feel we've got to do it through the body. So talk therapy won't work to heal trauma. Talk therapy has its place, but for trauma healing, we have to come into the body. We've got to connect to the heart, which connects us to our whole body and our whole being and acts like a portal or a bridge to what we have repressed so I feel like you know even just simple heart breathing you know imagining you can breathe through your heart you're at the center of your chest and just 
breathing there. 10 minutes a day will get you in contact mm. to connect you with yourself and what you've oppressed. Those suppressed feelings will literally start to surface. And then when they do start to surface, that's when you'll probably need to reach out to someone, a professional for support, because healing trauma by yourself is pretty difficult. It's very difficult because trauma was created you know, through a time when we felt alone and so we separated. So we need the healing container of relationship yeah. and safety to be there for the deeper lights to really surface. So I would say reach out to someone, you know, who who works with trauma and who you feel really safe with and comfortable with and where you feel you can really bear your, really be vulnerable and really bear your soul with so you can do that deeper healing. And when you do the deeper healing, Oh my gosh, like literally everything and anything you, your heart desires is possible. That, that's what's going to get you there. Whether it's you growing a business, making more money, uh, attracting the partner that you want or healing your body, whatever it is, it's going to be the trauma blocking you from receiving that. So as you do this deeper healing work, yeah, everything your heart wants becomes possible then. So. Amazing. So connecting to your heart, breathe into your heart, slow down, feel into it, put your hands, don't do it alone. Super, super, super important not to do it alone. And yeah, yeah. any, any other tips? Um, grounding, you know, grounding. when we have trauma, our like first sort of um, habit, you know, is to leave the body. It's to come up into the mind. It's to distract ourselves. So what we have to do is to retrain ourselves to come back down and into the body. So even just feeling your feet on the floor, just becoming present to the feeling of your feet on the ground, you know, just practicing that because when we have trauma, we go into overwhelm, right? And we just go, it's all too much. And so we want to leave the body. So we've got to help the nervous system to go, okay, well, yes, it was overwhelming back then when I was a child, when that originally happened. But now I'm an adult and I do have resources and I can learn more resources to process these feelings. And so learning to trust that you, you can do this, you know, you do, you are capable of feeling. It's really learning how to feel. That's what we're all doing. So grounding is really crucial for that yes. to process trauma without being grounded. Yeah, I love that. It's, that's that's actually a great point. We're really learning how to feel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I remember when I did the Path of the Goddess, I walked in there and I had never, well, I had felt anger when I was little and that was a feeling I suppressed because I recognized anger, my story I told myself is to get angry is bad because that's what growing up is what I saw. So I remember when I did the path of the goddess, I let out all that anger and I've learned how to feel anger now and express it in a healthy way. And that's thanks to you. And another thing that I learned from you, which is incredible, and that was learning how to feel. So it's bringing back down to that, which is incredible. Tamika, tell us, I know you spoke about your inner circle. If anyone's listening and they're loving it and they want to be part of that inner circle, you know, where can they find you? Well, look, if you really resonated with this talk, I would so love to support you on this journey. It's um, go to my website, 
tamikarose.love and you can find free resources there. You can find my free circles, which the, the first circle is completely free. So you can try my work, see if it supports you. And if you do, then we can continue on. Uh, yeah, lots of, um, you know, offerings there for you. One-on-one sessions, deep immersions, all kinds of stuff. So head to my website and yeah, it's a free download, free inner child healing download as well. So yeah, I would love to um, support you on the journey. Yeah. Amazing. Love it. You've heard the woman. I promise you she's changed my life. So if you resonate, definitely go check that out. Check her out. She is gorgeous. She's a goddess. She's amazing. Tamika, is there anything burning in your heart right now that you just want to share to end this beautiful, amazing, incredible podcast? I really just want to share with people that literally whatever challenge they're going through, doesn't matter what area of their life could be relationships could be the sexuality could be money could be health could be their emotional happiness whatever it is the solution is within them the cause of that problem even if you think it's a 3d kind of thing i promise you there will be a correlating root cause some kind of wound or program or belief inside of you and when you transform that you start to manifest everything you want so the fast track to really creating the life you want which you know is the life you're living right you're living your absolute dream now you know because you've done the work right yeah um you're a testament to this is doing the inner work so if you're struggling whatever it is you're struggling with the fast track ways to actually find someone who can guide you to go within to heal these places because it's really transformational in such deep ways and long lasting ways. So everything you seek is within. If you don't go within, you go without is one of my sayings. If you don't seek within, you go without. Don't go within, you go without. Go without. And that's it, my loves. And you heard what Tamika just said with that beautiful saying. And what you've got to do to help you go there and go within is to strip off those masks, show up as you because the world needs you to be you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Rediscover You podcast. If you loved this show, then subscribe to it on iTunes and leave a five-star review. If you had an aha moment from this episode, then share the love with your friends. Screenshot this episode, send it to a friend, share it on your story, and make sure to tag Melissa on Instagram at TheMelFernandez. And if no one has told you lately, Melissa wants to remind you that you are enough.